shoot. Pull back, step back, three. Bottom! The handoff. Jones for the tie. Oh, he's fouled! And one! He's still loose. Doherty the heave. Oh, oh my God! Southern Utah. Oh, Southern Utah is going to do something he's never done. What's up, everybody? It is Whack Wednesday. We are continuing on with our team previews. Uh, today, I'm just going to like preview this by what I'm wearing so all the fans can see. As you can see, I got this special shirt sent to me last year, in the, I guess during the season, or actually prior to the season starting. Our good friend Jonah Goldberg, the SID Media Relations Coordinator, down there at UTRGV, sent me this shirt that they had made for... I guess it's, uh, what are we going to call it, Midnight Madness there in Edinburgh at UTRGB Fieldhouse. Today we have UTRGB Women's Basketball that we're previewing this week, and we have head coach Lane Lord. I'm going to bring him in right now. Uh, Lane, you were pretty excited when you saw what I was wearing in that when, prior to, to starting the recording. Oh, no doubt. You got to represent. And you brought it, man. It's a big-time shirt, and that was our uh, – we used to call it Midnight Madness. Now they just call it Madness. Um, where all the students come out, we had a sold out crowd and they gave those shirts away and it's big time. So you're part of the action, man. Awesome. Awesome. Speaking of that, do they, maybe Danny can tell, tell you when is the madness scheduled for UTRGV this year? Uh, October 27th, Friday night will be our, uh, madness introducing the men and women's teams. And of course we get the student body involved and, uh, they have dance offs and it's a, it's a fantastic night that we have here in the Valley and it's always sold out and it's a great event for our university. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always good to get students involved, especially at, it seems like one of the fastest growing universities in the state of Texas. Is that, I think I've read that somewhere. It is. And, and we're actually just voted the number one public university uh, by Boston magazine or something like that. Um, so it's not only growing, but, uh, with the medical school and, and, uh, you know, all the education settings we have master's programs, it's just been exploding in the five years I've been here, uh, facilities are finally now starting to take off in athletics. Uh, I believe we're at uh, 90 million in the next two years. Um, all the sports are being touched at some point. Uh, we have a new, um, new floor, new seating, new video boards. We already had one of the biggest video boards. It's double in size new ribbon boards. Uh, we got, we're actually getting a practice facility that they're building right now for men and women's basketball. So things are coming. The Valley's the Valley. We are rallying in the Valley and it's a fun time to be here for sure. Big time, big time. Plus the addition of football, which will start in 2025. So that's going to help us yeah. all. That's, that's football is going to, you know, we've always kind of been a commuter campus, even though we have over 33,000 students here at UTRGV. Um, but the new apartments are going up, new dorms, um, just the excitement about football and really helping this uh, campus transform to, from a commuter campus to, a, to a, you know, on-campus life and um, student life. And we're so pumped. And we've got a great football coach in Travis Bush. He's got his staff going. I believe he's hiring five more people here in January. He's got five right now. Uh, have our first recruiting football class in uh, April. Uh, kind of have that one-year practice season, so it's on, man. We got a, a beautiful new football complex. Uh, they're getting ready to break ground on that right behind the baseball field, so it's a great time to be a Vaquero. It's awesome. Awesome. Love to hear that. Love to hear that. 
Lane, before we get going into maybe like recapping last season and then in previewing this upcoming season, I want to ask you, you've been in college athletics for a long time. Did you ever think that we'd get to a point where the so-called conference of champions was just gone? <laughs> no, I never thought it would come to this at all, but it's the day, days that we live in, the life we live right now, and it's just it's times have changed, and you got to adapt. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I, I mean, yeah. And, and <laughs> the thing is, it's interesting. As a coach, you see all this going on, and you know that there that could impact UTRGV or the WAC or other things. Like, does it ever play a part in recruiting and, and so forth, or is it just kind of we're going to do what we have to do to put our team together, get ready for our season, and let the people in charge like Chase Conk and, and so forth deal with all that. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's a trickle down effect, you know, you, with the PAC 12 right now and, you know, with them disbanding and you just go conference to conference teams are leaving, going. Um, but really, I know this is coach speak, but we've got people above us that are handling all this stuff. The, the great news for us is the WAC is in great position right now. We got great leadership. We have a solid 11 members. And I believe we're going to stick together and um, and and hopefully continue this conference. As you've seen in men, men and women's basketball in just the last two or three years, our power ratings have gone up. I mean, we're above halfway mark now, both on the men and women's side, being in the well, those are 32 conferences, and the men were number 14 yep. uh, or 13 last year. The women, I think, were right around 15. So the league is strong. It's going to continue to 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 compete at a high level and. You know, you're starting to see in every sport that the whack is popping power five teams uh, left and right. And it's just very good basketball in our league right now. And we're excited to be a part of it. Do you, I don't know if you've seen other teams' schedules on the women's side that and I'm trying to pull up yours right now, too. That there, there's power five schools that are willing to go play at whack schools. Like, what does that say about the league in general that? Uh, I think Utah Tech gets Oregon and Oklahoma State coming down there to St. George. Um, I know that SFA has one coming there. Air, uh, GC, like just that you get in Power Five schools coming to play mid-major schools. Like, it, th how big is that for the conference? It's huge. Uh, we have University of Texas coming to our place this year on December the twentieth, and uh, we're going to play that over at Bird Ogden Arena, a bigger venue. Really, really hope to have 9,000 people at that venue. And uh, But, yeah, it's, it says a lot about this league, how, how far we've come in just a short amount of time. Um, but it's exciting because, you know, we used to just have to play these guys to, to get, you know, raise extra money. And I think most of the schools in our league don't have to do that anymore. We're not having to buy games and try to, you know, uh, support our budgets. I think pretty much every school in the in the WAC right now has has healthy budgets, and and now we're able to play these games home and home, and it, and it makes a huge difference. I want to ask you about last year, kind of some ups and downs, so forth and so on. Iana Dor Dorsey was really good for you. Um, just talk about your overall thoughts as you as you you know got into March and the end of the season there. What you looked back on, maybe were some pluses and maybe some things that you and your staff kind of thought, hey, we got to re we got to change some things as we get into 2023-24. Well, I'll tell you what, we had uh, 10 new players last year and all 10 players came back, including four starters that were new starters in the WAC, led by Dorsey, uh, Mel Kalahi, Deb Oganemi, 
And then a uh, freshman we had in the post, Charlotte O'Keefe. So four, all four of those newcomers last year, we lost a lot of close games if you look at the, you know, our record. Um, and I'll take the blame for that. But I can tell you this, year two, yeah, you see it at, at every school. But when these players get through this uh, travel, they've been through it before, and you got four starters back. I believe us and Utah Tech are the only teams that uh, can say they have four starters back. And uh, we, we feel really good about this team. We feel like we can be in the top half of the league. And we think we can make a run at it, man. We've got the pieces uh, with 10 back. we got three transfers um, that we're really excited about. And uh, we've got three really good freshmen. So we feel like we've improved our depth. That was a, a major factor last year. We, we weren't very deep. Um, but, you know, our better players are, are, are our most experienced players now. And uh, we're excited for the opportunity to man. We got to get UTRGV to NCAA tournament. That's the goal, and uh, we feel like we have the team to do that. I want to ask you, what's the deal with uh, you know? I shouldn't say the deal. Maybe it was a Iona Dorsey kind of help recruiter, and I don't want to. I don't want to like say her first name incorrectly. You can Naya. just call her Naya. 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 Okay, Naya Mitchell's yeah. from Charleston. Is there a connection there? Is it just a relationship thing? Is it Ayana saying, hey, come play down here because we get to possibly go to the NCAA tournament if we win? I shouldn't say possibly. UTRGV gets to go to the NCAA tournament if they win the WAC tournament. Tarleton's yeah. still in their you know final year of their transition, so they don't get to go if they win the WAC tournament. Was there – did, did she help recruit Naya to, to UTRGV? Well, I think, uh, you know, with the coaching change that Tarleton had, that, that was a factor. Naya graduated. That's another factor. She's a grad transfer. Um, obviously, having the relationship with uh, Ayana was was huge for us. Um, but there's a lot of factors that went into it. Um, and they are good friends, so that, that always helps. But And they had a good uh, – at Tarleton, they had a good, you know, point guard to post relationship as well as, you know, off the floor. So, yeah, we're really excited to have Naya. She's – She's a proven player in the league. If, you know, if you want to get analytic, analytic about it, uh, she's the only player um, with our players coming back included that she had a positive. She was over a one points per possession. That's really hard to do. So she has when her time when she was on the floor, um, she was a proven player in this league. Averaged close to double figures and only played about 15, 20 minutes a game. And her production is really high and her efficiency is really high. So. Uh, she's really going to help us in the post. We're going to move O'Keefe over to the four a little bit more uh, so we can play Nia at the five. So we'll have six, four, six, three at the five and the four. And then, of course, with Dorsey, I believe she's the second leading scorer in the league, maybe the leading scorer in the league returning this year, uh, proven player for three years in this league. So, uh, you know, with those three, we're real excited. And, of course, Deb Oganemi, her first year last year was right at nine points, almost a double-double average. At the, she played the four last year as well. She'll play some three. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're excited about this group. I want to ask you, you've seen, you know, two years ago it was SFA that won the WAC tournament in regular season. Last year it was Newcomer Southern Utah that won the WAC regular season and the tournament. Both those teams had size, like a lot of yeah. size in the paint. Like you said, you have Charlotte and Nia that go six three six four. Was that kind of an emphasis for you and Kevin and the rest of your staff in the offseason that we got to get a little bit bigger or maybe even deeper in the paint, per se? I think deeper is the main thing. We also have Zariah Sango. Uh, she'll start the season on the, I guess you call it the IR or injured list with the uh, broken 
finger right now, but she'll be back ready for conference. But uh, that gives us three players, 6'3 or taller. Uh, we also have a 6'2 backup four named Ashton McCoy. played a little bit for us last year. So we feel like we're pretty, pretty big, but we wanted to get bigger at all the positions. Uh, besides point guard, our point guards are a little. Ayana, and then we got a freshman, Jashelle Johnson from San Antonio, one of the best players in Texas. And uh, we have Tierra Trotter back, who was played a little bit last year, but has uh, really had a good fall camp. But yeah, we wanted to get bigger at the two, three, four, and five and, and add that quality depth as well. I want to ask you, what, what's it like for you and your staff? I mean, you, you, we're now in year three with the newcomers, well, with some of the newcomers, year two with, with UTA and Southern Utah how challenging is it night in and night out to maybe play a game on Thursday and then you have to get ready for a team that maybe plays an entirely different style of basketball because there's so many different styles in the Western athletic conference. I feel like, especially on the women's side of how teams play, like how challenging is that to, to, to prep for a, for a quick turnaround? Well, Kyle, you're kind of cutting in and out on me. I got bits and pieces of the question, but I think you talked about uh, different styles in the league and maybe having to play. And like our opening two games of conference, we'll be in Grand Canyon on a when Thursday, then fly back home and play Tarleton on a Saturday. Is that was that the question? Yeah, it's more of like prepping that way. Like Grand Canyon plays up tempo, full court press, so forth and so on. Tarleton maybe be more of a half court offense type. Like there's so many different styles. How challenging is that for you and your staff to to prep for that, prep for those styles? Yeah, it's challenging. And you know, when we first got in the league, it was just uh, it was us, Grand King, Captains. We were the only ones left. So Seattle. Um, you know, you got teams in Texas that play a different style than than uh, you know Utah schools play. And so yeah, it's a challenge every night. The good thing we have technology and we're able to scout well, um, you know, before, you know, we didn't have synergy huddle, all these things that, that uh, do all the analytics and, you know, you break down the film for you and all that stuff. It was a lot, it was a grind. And, you know, back in the day, you look at the big 10 women, it was just a pound at league and, and you go over to SEC, it was more athletes and pressing and, you know, so different regions of the country play different styles, but um, you know, I think our league has a lot of diversity as far as style style goes, but I think technology helps us all prepare and um, and you know hopefully you've got versatile players in your program that you can you can play fast, you can play the pounded game, and you can press and and hopefully we're at that point. I believe we are. I want to ask you, how do you feel about opening up? Which I shouldn't say opening them up, having two whack games so early on in the season right there that kind of split up your non-conference slate. Do you like that? Does it matter? Is it just, we got to go play games and win, you know, do what we do. I'm, I've asked every coach this, so I'm very interested in your take laying on, you know, you get great. You have to go to Grand Canyon. Then you come back home um, to host Tarleton who has a new, new head coach after that struggle last season. So, and that might be an emotional game for two of your players too, in a sense. With <laughs> Anaya. So like yeah. right off the gate, I mean, you like that you're splitting up your non-conference with two conference games. I know that we, it kind of has to because you have 20 conference games, but you know, just your thoughts on that. 
Well, I think the, the most important thing is, is you know, in, in college basketball, it doesn't matter if it's the WAC or the SEC, the hardest thing to do is schedule. It's the hardest thing to do. And like you said earlier, for us to get these power fives coming into the, to the WAC now is huge, but the hardest thing is scheduling. So I think the conference did a wonderful job setting up this conference challenge. I totally agree with it. It's two games every year that we don't have to worry about scheduling and you get a home game and you get an away game. So by the conference doing that, setting this challenge up, well, they had to make some changes because of the the calendar. I don't mind it because I like the conf- I like the two games that you don't have to worry about finding on your own. It's already set up. And for us to make a little sacrifice and play before Christmas, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's I think, you know, it's a it's a dynamic like you said. Scheduling seems to be the biggest challenge for staffs after I mean, obviously after putting the roster together. You also uh, as part of that Wax the USA Challenge, you get Sam Houston. You're at, at Sam Houston on December 30th. Um, will you guys even go home between that Saturday and Thursday since you play at SFA like <laughs> days later? Well, we're not in school, so we might just have to stay at the old uh, Fredonia a few extra days down there at SFA. Uh, nice. But we're definitely flying that trip. So, I mean, I know it's in Texas, but we're going to fly that SFA trip and and then on from there. So we'll probably come home and then, um, but I do like the Fredonia. I'm giving them a little plug. Yeah. 100%. I stayed there uh, last year when I went down for a couple ball games and uh, yeah, 100%. I will say this and I don't know how it was anybody else's room. I'm not sure about the whole no door on the shower thing though. So (laughs) I, I pointed that out to, People in Nacogdoche are like, that was kind of strange. So I'm not going to lie about that, but uh, everybody has their preference. So, uh, man, uh, I want to ask you, get, you. Go ahead. I was saying, did you get to watch a movie outside by the pool? No, it was, they didn't have it because I think it was in January. So they, too cold. A little too cold by Texas standards. Let's put it that way by Texas standards. <laughs> so um, it was perfect weather for me, but I mean, I'm from Utah, so we get it. Uh, I want to ask you who, who do you think is going to be one of those players on your roster that has maybe an increased role or has to step up to maybe fill those shoes um, that Janae Williams left, that Casey Kyle left? Is there somebody that kind of sticks out to you that either you're expecting to or that you're already seeing them do that? Well, I think uh, Mel Kalahi, uh, she started for us last year. She averaged nine points a game, shot – 38% from the three, you know, I think she's going to take, she's a senior. I think she's going to, she's one of the best shooters in the league already, but I think she's going to have just a tremendous year um, and really maybe double her production. I think she's got a chance to be an all conference player, um, but we're faster. We've got to, do you remember uh, the Holloman kid that played for UTRGV yep. last year? We got his sister. That's a freshman for us and she's good enough to play. Uh, and then also Jashelle Johnson from San Antonio. So we're going to look a little bit different uh, just because we're more athletic at the, at the guard position. And, and so, you know, as smart as Janae was, she never turned it over. Um, great team player. We're just, we're, we're more athletic with this group. And I think it's going to help us in the long run. I like it. I like it. And, you know, two years ago, the WAC tournament, you guys surprised people and you shoot the lights out and, like you said, being a little bit more athletic, being a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
I don't know the word I'm looking for, but where you're able to play different styles with your size, with your athleticism this year, I think is going to be fun to watch. I think you're excited for it too, right? I lost you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Kyle. Oh, I, my internet connection is bad. People, if you're listening to this, my internet connection might be bad. Um, but anyways, Lena, I wanted to, I was saying, you know, two years ago in Las Vegas, you shoot the lights out, surprise people get, you know, into a couple rounds last year, kind of a little bit slower, but this year you have the ability to play different styles on different nights where you can go big and you can play quick and athletic. You have enough, like, You've got to love that as a head coach that so you have that ability to mix and match, I guess you could say. Yeah, I think uh, our first year, the WAC was a lot different when I was here, or my first year, and we, we played in the championship game, lost to New Mexico State. That was probably our more, most athletic team. Um, and then uh, the following year, we had a decent run, but then COVID hit. And, you know, I tell you what, for two years when you can't recruit and we're so far down here in the Valley, that uh, if you can't get them on campus, you got no shot. Once you get them on campus, we don't lose them. And so we, I think the last two years, um, you know, with the 10 players we got that we recruited last year that are back, and then the six new solid players that we have now, I think we're, you're going to see UTRG really turn the corner in this conference. And I think we've got, like you said, we got, we've got speed, we got size, and we got depth. And, you know, one thing I've learned in the five years I've been here, and certainly the last couple, is – you win with veteran players, you win with experienced players, and you win with uh, size and athleticism. And, um, you know, you look at Southern Utah last year, they've had kids that have been together for four and five years, and that's why they won the conference. SFA the year before, veteran team. Uh, Cal Baptist before that, you know, they had kids that redshirted during their transition, and here they are, fifth and sixth-year seniors just running running the table on everybody. I believe they had the, the nation's longest winning streak that year. Yeah. Um, and it's all about experience. And the league is a unique league because of the travel, um, the different regions. You know, you might play in two different, three different, you might be in three different time zones in a weekend. Um, so it's a unique league. And I think you got to have that experience. And you always have to have the talent, but you got to have that experience. And I, I really feel like we're at the point where um, UTRGV is going to be a really good women's basketball team. And I think we're going to be a challenge every night. One last question here before I let you go. Since I ask every other coach it, I didn't have to ask Sharika right because we asked her what her favorite cake was since we got her on on her birthday. So <laughs> your go-to snack, whether when you're on the road or maybe you're going home from practice, if you have to stop, you know, what's your go-to snack? Well, if I'm eating healthy, my go-to snack is a muscle milk. But okay. if I'm not eating, if I'm not eating healthy, um, then I got to have my Reese's peanut butter cups. And yes, I eat all four of them. I love it. I love it. Oh, the cups. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And it's, yeah. you know what? It comes in an orange package, so it fits the UTRG right. mantra, so you got to stick with it. I love it. Lane Lord, I appreciate the time. As always, I mean, it's we're getting October here. We are, I think I counted right, 41, 40 days. 41 days. Off. Uh, geez, man, it's coming quick. And I know we have media days in a couple weeks. Uh, so we'll be talking to you then, but appreciate the time as always. I appreciate you and everything you do for the WAC. Uh, you make it fun and interesting for everybody. And uh, we'll see you on the road and uh, I'll buy you dinner. How about that? Sounds good, Lane. Sounds good. Everybody, right. enjoy your WAC Wednesday.
Thanks for listening to the Straight Out of Whack podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcasting platforms. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Whack Hoops Digest and Facebook under Whack Hoops Digest for all your Whack Hoops news and information.